Hello and welcome everyone to another edition of the Bash Bros Podcast. My name is Brad Nelson and today I'm joined by my brother from another mother and co-host, Corey BMTG. How's it going, bro? Not too bad. I like that you put the MTG on there. You know, Brad, my last name is actually Ballmeister. Yeah, I I know we're brothers, but I I thought you would have known this by now. That's what it is. Yeah, pretty close though. Pretty close. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I always forget that. Um, I just like to get that Twitter handle in there, or their Twitch handle in there, you know? Thanks, man. So, I need it. I need that extra boost. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. So for those of you who have not listened to the podcast before, just so you know, you can find us on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and who changed it to Skechers? Wait, I thought it was <laughs> Skechers. I was trying to help you out on this Google Docs, Brad. It's, it's, it's not Skechers. It's Stitchers. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yep. It's Stitcher. So, sorry, sorry. <laughs> we really got to get in touch with uh, Skechers. I think they'd be interested in this partnership. <laughs> also, for those of you who don't know, every single Bash Bros podcast comes with a very special guest each week. And this week, we have a very special one for you. So Corey and I have begun our social distancing, and we're staying, you know, self-quarantined. So we wanted to bring in an expert who's been social distancing their entire life. And the best person we could find has been doing it for five years. Wow. Mr. Brian Brunduin, how's it going? Uh, You know, it's going great. Actually, five years is wrong. Uh, It's been way longer than that. Oh, I got my facts wrong? (laughs) Yeah, you you got the backstory wrong. I had to correct it. Uh, Sorry, my social skills aren't that great. I haven't seen another human being in quite some time. Wouldn't have it any other way. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, you know, it's an honor to be on this podcast. Um, for people who don't know me, uh, my, my credentials are that every time I interact with human beings, I leave the interaction wishing that I hadn't. Um, (laughs) so now I've been really, uh, really practicing social distancing at just as a general life rule for quite some time. And it's been working out great. So wait, wait a minute, BBD. I I was gonna ask you to be in my wedding. Are are you saying you would you would dislike that interaction, even even under circumstances as that? Corey, I'd love to be in your wedding. Okay, all right. Yeah, but then you'd regret it later. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> of course. But I would love to. I'll say it right now. I'd love to be in your wedding. Wow. But yes, of course, I would regret. You it. are a good two faced <laughs> friend, BBD. I only have one face, and it's right out in the open right now. (laughs) All right, so today's episode is going to be kind of a variety. Uh, We've got a lot of different topics, um, but we're going to start things off with talking about COVID-19, the coronavirus. Um, It's, uh, you know, it takes a shift to, you know, being a little solemn with with that for this podcast because it's, 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 it's just shitty. Yeah, like it just kind of sucks. And, you know, I wish I knew more about what's going on. I try to keep research, but uh, I'm doing what, you know, experts have told me to do, which is stay home. You know, we we bought over twelve thousand or twelve hundred dollars worth of, you know, supplies, whether that's consumables or we're doing exactly what the experts said to do. We bought every store out of toilet paper. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. We did not actually do that. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, um, no, uh, uh, on the toilet paper thing, um, the, I I don't even want to get sadder here, but, uh, there, there's a, there's a wonderful lady that, that taught me a golden rule about toilet paper. I think, you know, I'm talking about bro. I think I have an idea. Yep. Yeah. Our, our late grandma, our favorite person in the world, used to buy toilet paper for 
everyone because her motto <laughs> effectively was everyone shits. Yeah. And so my entire life. I don't been, shit. I poop. You poop. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so this might not apply to you. Um, but but when, when it comes to toilet paper, I just overbuy knowing that I'll always use it. So when this, when we learned about social distancing and all of this, and we were going to start planning for it, I was like, we need to buy toilet paper. And my fiance is like, we do not need to buy toilet paper. And she showed me the cabinet and we have over 20 double rolls already. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Our, our, our grandma, for anyone who didn't know, you know, would just drive around Most and just people <laughs> and just leave gigantic, I didn't even know you could buy this large of packets of toilet paper just on like friends, families, doorsteps and stuff. You know, grandma really, uh, you know, missed her her time to shine on this one, bro. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> our, our, our grandma Nelson um, was 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 a very shit related person. And now that sounds weird, but I'm going to explain it because it's worth it. I'm actually do. liking her more and more by the Oh, oh, you're going you're gonna to love her. So, so yes. So, yes, we would um, when we were younger. Um, and she was more, her body was more able to do this. We would, um, in the mornings on Easter, make Easter baskets for everyone. Like she would make baskets for my mom who is now divorced from her son. And, you know, and, 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 and we would go and deliver these Easter egg baskets with, you know, random, just garbage, you know? Yeah. Things from the dollar and, store that literally yeah. no one was going to use, but it was but, all about the thought. But it always <laughs> came with like a 24 pack of toilet paper. <laughs> and, and then when we were ever playing blackjack, whenever uh, like the dealer would just rattle off like three cards and hit 21, she would always just be like, ah, shit the bed. So yeah, you're right. Yeah. Grandma did have a lot to do with uh, oh, shit related accessories. The third you might not even know of is back. Now this doesn't apply much more, but you know how 40 is the over the hill year? Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, she, any it's of her approaching Brad, <laughs> I know it's quickly approaching, anyway. but she <laughs> would, she would, um, it, before the sun even came out to all of her friends that were turning 40, she just had a toilet bowl, like one that's not hooked up to anything. And she would decorate it and happy birthday stuff and put like, like balloons on it and, and streamers. And, and she would put like some <laughs> presents in the toilet bowl. Now this is a clean, never used toilet bowl, right? Yeah. And you just buy it in Ace Hardware or something. And she would just leave it in their front yard. So when they woke up, there was just the biggest eyesore imaginable in the person's <laughs> front yard. Just <laughs> a not connected toilet with like a bunch of crap coming out of it. Wow. Not think, only was she the hero that we needed with COVID-19, but she was also the hero BBD needed whenever he needed some place to go to the bathroom. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, if I'm over the hill and I've already given up on things, I'm taking a dump in that toilet. I don't know. <laughs> what are you talking yeah. about BBD? I think current third, mid 30 BBD would also take a shit in that toilet. Yes. Early thirties. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I'm in my early thirties, Corey. Come on. Okay. Don't sell me high. I don't know what the uh, <laughs> no, okay. but this 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 just sucks because like it. I the, the 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 honest truth is, all three of us are in a position where it's going to affect us, but it's not going to wreck us. Yeah, you know, and, we're we're going to be affected by the f eventual fallout of it all, which there will yes. be a lot, but yeah. we're not actually directly affected that much by the virus itself. You know, we're young enough where it's probably not going to uh, destroy us if we get it. And we've all worked from home from some regards. So we're able to continue 
bringing in yeah. some revenue. Well, like, that's yeah. what Brian's saying from the fallout. Yeah, oh, like yeah, we, yeah. well, we're all well, we all are going to survive it. Like we have enough money saved up. We have, you know, like we have resources to call upon if we need it. Like we're mm-hmm. we're in good positions. Not everyone is in these these good yeah. positions. And that's and, why it's so scary for. Oh, BBD, sorry, finish, and then I'll I'll go. Yeah, I was gonna say, and like, so like for us, the only thing that's gonna be like, yeah, we're we're inconvenienced by this, but it's not like the end of the world for us. Um, but for for us, what's gonna be a problem is is like in five months or four months or whatever, when like all these companies have closed down, all these mm-hmm. people don't have work, all this other stuff has happened as as a result of this, like, or even just you know, people's panic could cause different things to be to become problems um Mm -hmm. we'll 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 receive some amount of blowback from like what what i'm calling like the fallout of it all in the future but like there are people who right now are in like really tough spots because of the the virus itself like right now i mean there's there's people that have it that are struggling with it there are people who no longer have work and yeah. have to go to bed without the idea of like they live pay to, paycheck to paycheck, and now they don't know what they're going, how they're keeping the lights on, or even, uh, you know, uh, a door without a notice on it, you know, yeah, a notice of eviction. And then there's store owners and business owners that are just losing business because people are staying home. Like for example, like just us alone have you know because we bought a bunch of groceries and are staying at home. Like, I mean, the, you know, like. The Thai restaurant that I frequent, I probably spend a hundred, a hundred and fifty dollars to two hundred dollars there a week. Oh yeah, and know? I think between, between all of us, but yes, like between all, yeah, between the household, the household of us will eat there, uh, you know, two to four times a week. Yeah, and and so, and I, I mean, think the combination of, of me and Brad like have basically paid for an entire Starbucks store with how much I used to go to Starbucks, and I know Brad does as well. So yeah, oh, well, I, I, well I, I Starbucks might... Starbucks is a big company, they'll be fine. Yeah, that's true. I, that's true. I mean, but I, I am breaking one rule. Amber just wanted to get out of the house and we we did the system of she wiped down the drinks, but I do have a Starbucks drink. Is that bad? That is bad. You're gonna have to yep. Yeah. Stop the podcast, Brad's canceled. Yep. We're, yep. yep. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't know. I think I think it's going going through a drive through. I, I don't I, I'm not sure the morality on it. And like that's one of those things too, where like I saw you tweeted about that, Brad, people had varying responses to it and stuff, but it's like, everyone has their take and everyone believes that their take is morally right because they wouldn't hold it if they didn't think it was morally correct. Mm -hmm. But people are so, uh, like convinced, like, I don't know. People get so convinced about their opinion on things being so like, so right. It's like, I don't think it's clear cut what is correct morally in a lot of these situations. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't and even it, thinking about this from a moral stance, more from okay. just like a like a I've now quarantined myself and given myself if I don't have it, I've given myself like a higher a chance zero, to get it. I get yeah, this gives me a higher chance to get it. Now we did have you know sanitary wipes that we wiped the drinks down with. Yeah. But, See, I, that's I'm, the thing is we don't really know about any of this, right? Like none of us are experts. So I'm just erring on the side of, I, I think it was what you said, Brad, that kind of gave me some light to really take everything to heart. And it's just like, you don't, we don't know what exactly this is. We don't know like 
what the long-term effects of it could be if you get it and you are young and it doesn't really affect you. So, you know, I'm just taking every precaution to do so and to make sure we're all safe and make sure it doesn't spread. And I mean, that's the best I can do with not being an expert on infectious diseases, you know? Yeah, my my impetus for not wanting to go out is one, I don't want to collect the, I don't want to get the virus if I don't have it. Yeah. But two, like I could have the virus and it just hasn't shown any signs yet. Yeah. Um, and I don't, if that is the case, I don't want to spread it to other people. Yeah. And, I, and that's like, that. that's the big thing. Um, and also, you know, like I, I've had a sore throat a number of days in the last week. And I know that's one of the symptoms. And, and honestly, it's been very, very minor sore throat and it's probably not related, but like, I just, do have a sore throat. Just having yeah. anything related, anything that could even be considered a symptom, like to me, means like I should just not. Yeah, and your and your brain, I feel, is like going to blow the symptoms up in your mind a little bit. Like just if you if you know sore throats, there every little cough you're gonna be like, uh oh, like you know. Well, it's also well, it's also allergy yeah. season starting. Yeah, too. that's true too. I'm really not like a hypochondriac type, so I don't know. I don't really think that's the case. Like I just have noticed that I've had a sore throat, and I know that's one of the symptoms. And I don't think that I have coronavirus because i have a sore throat but Mm -hmm. it's just something that to monitor or whatever for sure but that's that's the scary thing about this is you get it and then it won't you won't see symptoms for over a week Mm -hmm. and so you have all of that period of time to give it to somebody else and while you feel healthy like we were still out like we just finished up our wizards consultation last friday and we were still there going in and yeah, it, it was rest, it was our it was our and stuff too. it was yeah. our but but that week was a work at home from Wizards and it was at our discretion. They they gave us every out possible if we didn't yeah. feel comfortable. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, it was my birthday on be... that Friday too, and I I definitely you know I had a couple of beverages with friends and stuff like that. That was the last day that I think I was like really outdoors. But, but yeah, but that's... your area, but your area from what we've tracked, and now I know we're not tracking well. Yeah. Didn't have as much as us. Like we are actually in a pretty high risk area. Yeah. You guys yeah, are like number are. two, I think, as far as states, right? That in New York. I'm a, yeah, I would, I, I, I could see that checking out. I don't have any, I don't want to add data because I, I, I don't have any. Yeah. 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 There's just a, a, an app that shows like the amount of cases per state in oh, live but time the cases, or whatever. The but, case numbers are going to go up the more we test. We don't test yeah. enough. So these are confirmed. And, like my theory is that once we actually start testing at a high rate, the death rate will go down and the case yeah. rate will skyrocket. But, yeah. But yeah. But that's basically like one of the things that I thought was really interesting is like, you know, uh, like one, a lot of the NBA players have gotten coronavirus and like one of them tested positive for coronavirus. And like the previous day he had put up like his best NBA performance ever, <laughs> you know, it's like, it, it, it's really not affecting people right yeah. away. And so it, it takes, it takes a while for it to be a, so, like, so BBD, would you, would you say that as far as connections to the NBA, I got to share with you guys the funniest meme I saw. And it was the last time the NBA saw an infectious uh, disease like that. It just flashed back to the five people from Space Jam that were like in the hospital gowns <laughs> and the, mo- the, the Monstars took over their body or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's good. Yeah, no, I, yeah. On the topic of memes, I want to share this meme with you guys too, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Let's hear it. Oh, no. I, I'm sharing it with you. Do you like it? No. 
Oh, you like can't. It. Oh, oh, you can't see it. Oh no. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. This is audio only. Oh, stupid. Oh, the oh. video aspect of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. All of our viewers will be very happy to have seen that meme. Yeah. Listeners, maybe not so much. Yeah. But no, so, I mean, I just hope everyone that's <laughs> listening to this is staying safe and staying smart. Um, yep. And, yep. like, but don't take any advice from us. Actually go out and try to find advice from, you know, actual smart people. That's the one thing that I loved. I don't even know. So the so I guess there was a soccer team that was kind of killing it when the season ended. And this is over in Europe. Okay. Yeah. And they were up, they they had two more games to play and they were up in the league by 25 points, which I think is like never been heard of. And they, they would literally have to get scored on 26 times and not score, I think to lose that. I think that's what it is. Okay. But, but they, you know, the season's canceled, so they didn't get to be a winner. But what I loved about it is that coach got interviewed like two weeks ago about Corona and they're like, well, you know, asking him stuff about it. And he's like, what? Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I am a soccer coach. Like, don't yeah. don't be asking these questions. Stop asking sports people and actors and famous people scientific questions. Trust the scientists. Like, what? Like, I I, I coach soccer. What? How? How the fuck would I know anything about coronavirus? Yeah, yeah. I, and I love that. And 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 that's and that makes just so much sense. Even for just us talking about the coronavirus, we're just talking about our experiences. We don't know anything when it comes to that. And I I feel like people get really caught up in thinking that they know all the answers to this stuff when in reality, you know, none of us really do. So it, it's so much better. Well, I feel to just listen to the people who, who do know instead of, yeah. Uh, one of yeah. the things that I hate the most about our country, which I, I want to be clear. I actually, I love America. Like I, I know that <laughs> way to start with that. I, I do. <laughs> like I, I love living here in America. I, I love America, but I, I think our country could be way better than it is. But one, one of the things I hate most is just Everyone thinks that they are like the expert on a topic and nobody listens to the actual experts and stuff like we are so anti-science in America and it blows my mind. It's like, listen to the scientists. I mean, I I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. But well, but facts, facts are opinionated now. Yeah. Like, like your your opinions are facts now. Like it, it, it just doesn't matter. Like fact, people, facts don't matter unless they support your worldview. Yeah. Like uh, the moment that I realized, so I don't understand why people don't take scientific evidence, but I also understand the fact that I was gifted. Like people say that I'm intelligent and if well, I am, I mean, well, they're probably wrong. Says this? But, Can we get yeah. the scientists but, facts checking that? If, <laughs> if, if they're right that I am intelligent, then I feel lucky for being so yeah. because like some things like I read stories about how people are getting sick because they're bought they're instead of drinking just regular water because it has extra additives, they're just drinking a branded stream water and getting sick and from it because these are streams that aren't getting purified. And you know, this is just like a deer and animals or other animals will shit in the stream and piss and shit in it. <laughs> and then, It'll go downstream and then they'll fill it up with water and sell this and say it has a bunch of minerals in it that are healthy. But one of the biggest innovations to society. Your your grandmother wasn't selling this water, was she? Stop (laughs) it. (laughs) I just heard deer shitting in it and I got sidetracked. Yeah. (laughs) No, but like, you know, like one of the best advancements in humanity was when we learned how to purify water. Yeah. And, and distribute it. And so. Like, 
you know, but this is happening last year in California. I read this article and I was just blown away. It's like, there's yeah, no way there was no way that you could get me to drink that water. Like, unless I was like dying of dehydration. Like if I could, if I had the option of like, like, a, you know, any purified, like half 50, 50 chlorine solution, I don't care. I would drink that over the other. So well, the guy that, probably that just said, me. I am, I am considered intelligent is like, I'll drink 50, 50 chlorine. Whatever. Okay. Whatever, what it, whatever, what it kill me or, or, or leave me damage. Brad, I'm, just, I'm considered intelligent. <laughs> two minutes later, Brad, I'll drink bleach. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you get what I mean though. Oh, right? I know exactly what you oh, mean. Yeah. yeah. It's just, like, I, like, I, I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, blo- it just blows my mind. So mm-hmm. when people aren't trusting scientists and, they're doing all this ever since that article. It makes sense to me that like, I just can't judge the decision-making process of these people because I just think that their decision-making process isn't as good as mine. Yeah. And so while they're making what I consider mistakes, I, 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 there's, there's more pity, but back backing my, my opinion of it than there is like malice. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I, I feel that that's kind of a, a, a different road that, but I, I, I feel a lot of times when I see like people arguing about stuff on on uh, on social media and everyone uh, ascribes this like bad faith idea to people that they're arguing in bad faith or like presenting ideas in bad faith. And I, I feel like bad faith just implies that there's like specific malice behind it when in reality, most of the time, these people are just believe people are just believing the things that they think are correct. They're people are just trying to do the best they can for the most part. There are people out there who are bad actors, but you know, for the most part, that like yelling at people and saying that they're in bad faith or evil or all this other stuff, like that's that's never gonna do anything. Like people just I think people can learn and can change, but it's mostly ignorance, not like malice that drives people, I think. So Including ourselves, we're ignorant about a lot of stuff too. I mean, oh, but yeah. but I'm self-aware, ignorant on a lot of things. That's why, that's why I won't say. But like, if you're self-aware, it's kind of like this. Like, if we weren't, then we would be telling people what to do during the coronavirus right now. Instead of saying we're just riffing about it and talking about our opinions and our feelings about it. Yeah, yeah. but we're not telling you what to do because we know that, like, like we have no idea. What I think to we're. Do. I think we are self-aware about some of our ignorances, but there's a lot of places where we're ignorant and we don't, we have no idea. Of course. But I mean, I think, you know, we're not telling people what to do, but I think there is the point of, we don't know what they're, what we are for sure supposed to be doing, but it is very much widely considered that we should be staying home. So, I mean, I do want to convey the message that we all really should be staying home uh, to stop the spread of this thing. Um, so we can all get back to normal life and stuff like that. I think that's the one thing we can all agree on, though, as far as oh, the well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's right? just what that's just what experts. But are I mean, there's a lot of people so. that aren't. You know, I mean, you look at like Spring Break in Miami. That that place is still packed right now, dude. Just <laughs> seeing Disneyland or World or whatever one yeah. that was just that that blew my mind the other night. But yeah. but yeah, to hammer this whole thought home, it is well well we want to take our responsibility seriously for the platform we have, S- suggesting things that are are probably net positive is a good thing for us. Like saying, if yeah. you, if it, within your means, if you have the ability to stay at home and self distance, you should do so Yeah, because like 
we do carry some weight in what we say. And there are people that are going to trust our opinions because we do have a platform. So it is yeah. this balance of you do have a responsibility once you take on some kind of clout. Yeah. Anytime mm-hmm. you have a platform, you have a responsibility to use it. I, I actually feel incredibly guilty because I don't use my Twitter platform for anything. Yeah. Just for what it's worth. I feel guilty about that. Well, I, I felt guilty about that for the last year. I and I, th- I think I think your Twitch platform would really uh, uh, resonate with people. But, you know, when you just don't like streaming, it's uh, you can't do it. You know, I mean, that's. What can you do with that? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to open this Pandora's box. But also, like, I would. I would say you can feel guilty if you choose to. But like, I think the reason why you don't use social media is a symptom of a much different disease, not one that you carry. Like, you are just. We lose more of your insight because of how things operate, and that and that comes at our cost, right? That that's how I see it, and I'm biased because you're like my close friend and my roommate. But like, I you know you're not. Hey, you guys tw- better not, not be that close of friends here for a little while. <laughs> you're not. You're not tweet. You're not stopping tweeting just on a whim. Yeah, you're not you, stopping you tweeting because you hate media. your audience. You're stopping because it's healthy for you. Yeah. Yeah. And you yeah, hate your audience. And, and I hate you hate it. Well, that yeah, means exactly. I hate my audience, but that's yeah, not the yeah. yet. <laughs> no. Um. One thing that I found really interesting about this whole thing is that the coronavirus is actually uh, like it, I, I, I've, I've been reading articles about how it's actually helping the environment. Really? Which, yeah. Yeah. Oh, more, oh, more, more, more how than so? um, we do. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, like we, we destroy the environment constantly, right? Like everyone's staying home and, and, and not using like their cars and not using all this oh, other stuff and yeah. companies shutting down ha- has really helped with like air pollution and, and water pollution and a bunch of other stuff. That have that that's like a huge problem with the environment, and I'm not saying that that's, I'm not saying like oh I'm really happy that the coronavirus happened because yeah, of this. but you're saying it's an interesting make... sub fact. It's an interesting positive thing that has come of it. Yeah, um, I, I actually really care about the environment a lot. It's it's I care about it probably more than I I don't know like as, as people who have who know me or have listened to the podcast for a while like I. You know, there, there's a lot of aspects of humanity that really disgust me and turn me off. And um, like I, Richmond's gas stations, right? No, I, that turns me. Never mind. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I, I just one thing I really care about is is the environment. And I just I think that like making the world a habitable place for future generations is really is something really important. But I have zero faith in current humanity to ever do anything about it because we're all too selfish and short sighted. Yeah. Um, but. I, so I, I am I like I do like that 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 there is some like positive at the end of the tunnel for all this. Whether that remains after things go back to normal, we'll see. But yeah, I mean it is it is crazy too. Like how how this is affect how this is actually having a positive effect on global warming because people are so bad about it that they're destroying the environment. But also people are so bad and greedy that coronavirus is really shining a light on a lot of like how a lot of systems are bad. And I don't want to get into this, but the only one I want to bring up is like, I watched like a Ted talk with um, who, who made Microsoft Bill uh, Gates, Bill Gates, where he just, I think it was Bill Gates, but he did like a Ted talk. It could have been him or a different science guy. I think it was Bill though, where he's like, we are like so underprepared for the next epidemic that we have to put like $3 trillion into this now. 
and build a system in place because the I think he started as like the the next biggest catastrophe for humanity is not a bomb but a microbe. And like he just laid it all <laughs> out there and now we're seeing it and like Yeah, it was this, like a 2016 speech or something, right? Didn't yeah, it was. Wow. It was like 2015 or 16 that he made and that he wanted he was trying to get people to build into like a worldwide three trillion dollar plan that would be able to mobilize and 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 or like even like something that i never even heard about heard about you've heard about war games right not just the movie i haven't Uh, okay so a war game is pretty much like the military running a fake war game simulation so that they like know what to do at the right times right like you're getting attacked and you have to mobilize it's like ender's game is an analogy where like a lot of the things that were a lot of the like sub games in Ender's game. Is that, is that a good analogy? That is a great analogy, but I don't think Corey knows what Ender's game is. Okay. No, I don't. Um, okay. But just think of that. It's like a simulation. I was trying to explain it even for the people listening to. Yeah. For the for people, the listening, people, yeah. not, not Corey. <laughs> but yeah, a, a war game, just think about it like a video game, but for the military to, to make sure that they, they can find their glaring holes. Right. Okay. Sure. Sure. And, like the last, there's also germ games and the last one was done in 2002 and we did not win. <laughs> it was germs one people zero. And that was the last time we've done this. Like these are just like, you know, create a fake. Now this is like not even literally making it. It's just like hypothetically create a new pathogen for scientists to work on. And it's fake, but they have to like mobilize and then we can like. Bill Gates was talking about how you can pinpoint, you know, where the weaknesses are in the in the chain so that th- those can be solved. So once a real problem comes like coronavirus, that they can, you know, have something in place and figure it out. Look at r- right now, we're literally done with an epidemic where the right hand can't see the left hand, what the left hand's doing. And we have people online or on media saying it's a hoax. And then two mu- two weeks later, they're allowed to get back on TV and talk about what we're supposed to do now. Like, I think, I think in any epidemic, if a person that you're supposed to listen to on a media thing gets it wrong, they shouldn't be allowed on next week. <laughs> That's fair. Like a specialist. Yeah. I think, uh, I think it would be really cool how much humanity could accomplish if we spent less money killing each other. But that's, you know, if we spent more money on this kind of stuff and less money on on murdering each other, it would be pretty cool. But on wars and stuff, yeah, yeah. just and, yeah, for sure. And this is the point where we're going to hashtag non sponsored sell. If all of you are at home and before you get locked down, order the three body problem books. Oh yeah, those, those books are great. I <laughs> no, love, I love seriously, <laughs> if like like Brian loves them, this kind of applies to it. We don't want to say anything more about them. Um, but if you have the ability to get books before this all locks down, maybe you can get them on ebook. Who knows? Is there um, a movie version? There's uh, going to be a TV version coming out. Oh, count I've, me I've, in. I've, I have low hopes on on, the, um, on any probably film. I think there already anyway. Was a- let's let's move on. Yeah. Um, closing statements for me is please everyone be smart and be safe. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, uh, what what was that, Brian? Huh? Oh, I, I I thought you said something. Oh no, I was just no no no. Just, okay, just rudely interrupting. Yeah. Um. <laughs> no. So so. I don't even just, think I was interrupting. I don't even remember saying I, anything. 
We definitely had a little cut out there. Okay. Um, okay. But so just be smart and be safe, everyone. And reach out to people in the community if they need help. I know that there's a lot of people just even in our community that is going to be greatly impacted by this. Um, If you have a local game store that you can help support or even local judges, there's a lot of judges that this is, this is their contract work. And and anybody who wants to help with that judge program, I know Ross Merriam has his on its Twitter. Uh, There's a GoFundMe already set up. Uh, So if anybody wants to do that, yeah. I don't know what that GoFundMe is. Like, I I understand. Like, the problem is we need to build a better system for that. We can talk about that offline. But, like, um, you know, building building a big program for that, because you need to know where to distribute the money. And, that, sure. and that's challenging. And sure. there's just built-in nepotism. Yeah. Like, if I had $1,000 to give to judges, I wouldn't know where to start. And I would just pick the ones I knew that are struggling. Right. And there might be other ones out there that are having even a tougher time. So that is a really tough code to break. That's Mm -hmm. why like, like like people like Bill Gates who have billions of dollars who actually do care about like doing positive things. They have foundations that do this kind of stuff. Like, yeah. Like it's not something that's, it's really difficult to, to know where you could spend your money to do good. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's very, yeah, it's, it's and much more complicated than maybe it, it sounds at first glance. And so that, it is, that's I what, agree with you. It's really hard to know how, like, I, I would like to spend money helping people in the magic community, but I don't know where to start. Um, and I'm, yeah. I'm kind of just at the spot where I'm waiting for other people to, uh, cause I know other people are trying to take the reins on it. I'm waiting for them to have fit, like come up with a system and then I'll put money into it. But and, yeah, and I, honestly, one thing, if you, uh, if you're all looking to help and stuff and maybe money is not exactly what you have. I mean, this is something I did for my neighbors here. Just keeping in mind the really elderly neighbors you have that you just think like, how are they getting their groceries? Well, they're probably not, you know? So if, if you see someone, you know, an elderly neighbor or something like that, you know, maybe offer to get their groceries, drop it off at the front. Something I did for my neighbors because, you know, they were generally scared about this situation as they should be. They're in the they're in the age where they are more vulnerable than we are. And going to the supermarket is super scary for them. So I think that's one way that we could all kind of help if you know somebody at that age. Right? Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah I, Brad, I, Brad, do you need me to go get you some groceries? Yeah. yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> Don't even say that. I got Brian's groceries. Oh, yeah. of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you, I, I made the joke to Ely Cassis, too, about getting him groceries when we were talking about the coronavirus in the BCW chat. So had, had to, had to. Oh, it, it's a, <laughs> it is a requirement. Our group. Is, yeah. yeah. All right. Again, though, people, uh, we're going to move on to some other topics, yep. but please stay safe. And if, if if there's any um, you know message us on our disc or on our Twitter uh, whatever it's mention us um, if there's anything you think that we can be a part of to help yeah in yeah. in some community driven way if there if you see something that somebody's trying to organize or create that needs a boost or needs some help with organization um i'm gonna have time so yep and honestly you know from the bottom of our heart y'all we we make a lot of jokes and stuff and you know this one may be a more serious episode because of how much is going down but you best believe we're gonna be coming back week in and week out uh to maybe bring a little comic relief to you and and have some heinous jokes to maybe brighten your guys whoa 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 whoa. (laughs) don't promise them what we can't deliver okay sorry we can deliver heinous jokes but we cannot deliver comic relief yeah and and we can't guarantee every week 
No. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I whatever also, I just said, cut it in half as far as what I said we could do, and that's about the line that you'll get from the Bash Bros <laughs> podcast. How about that, boys? You like that? Oh, I do. I do. Her cousins. Her cousins likes that. No. Yeah. I. I. Uh, what? Never mind. Don't I don't worry about it. I'll, I'll tell like you about it later. It's so inside joke that it's, it's, it's like okay. I, it's not. It's not really that inside of a joke. Okay, I would say so it's, it's just fairly it's, just it's fairly mainstream if you are a fan of the National Football League, but. <laughs> which which nobody is now because we none of us can watch any sports. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, I want to echo with Brad said. Like, I, I I would like to help in ways. I I have been basically completely off of social media out, or at least my uh, my uh, magic related social media. So I I honestly haven't really been following along with things that are happening there very closely, but. Um, yeah, I'm, I would like to help as well. So whatever ideas people have open to them. Excellent. Excellent. Well, what's on, what's next on the docket, Bradley? Well, it's mostly just like what we've been doing. Um, yeah. I want to touch on some magic, but, um, so last Friday was the end of, uh, Brian and I's consultation with Wizards of the Coast. And while we can't talk about what we did, um, we can talk about our experience. We can talk and- about what we didn't do and what we <laughs> didn't do was... Anything a lot work. <laughs> yeah. You guys, you guys didn't NASCAR race in Seattle. I mean, you guys. We did, no, we just we just did, didn't do our jobs well. <laughs> no, oh, so you kept it you kept it true to how much we work for the Bash Bros podcast, huh? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but you guys um, enjoyed it. You guys really liked it. Yeah, it was it was an awesome experience. I I've always wanted to like. I never even dreamed an opportunity like this would come up because I was able to work on something that didn't, you know, prohibit me from playing professional magic. And um, one of the scariest things about ever going to work for Wizards is that what if I'm bad at it or don't like it? Mm. And if one of those things happens, then I'm out the door and then I have to rebuild my career. Yeah. Um, and that was like daunting for me. Now, some people did it in stride, like Jerry literally came back and won a pro tour. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and. And they they built the system well that if you go in with credential or like with like qualifications, when you come out, you'll get some qualifications. Now, every that two might, years it changes. Yeah, yeah that might so not be the same anymore with the rivals and NBL with the stuff. value. You can't True. you can't just you can't just reinsert somebody into into MPL or yeah, because that's somebody league. losing their spot. Yeah. yeah. Well, somebody like, else it's yeah. a, somebody else loses a spot in that spot. So here's 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 my assumption of that though. If I take a year-long contract right now, I'm believing that what what they could potentially offer is just you know players tour qualifications to just get me back, so I don't have to win a PTQ. Yeah, yeah but they also that. also I'm banking on the fact that the system's probably going to change by then. Yeah, <laughs> and so like not even saying I want it to just. Let's look at that track record. Yeah, but but Brad, you have one big problem with uh, ever taking a job with Wizards. Do you know what that is? I have no idea where you're going. Well, Brad, Brad once said to me, he's like, yeah, I could definitely consider it, but I'm always going to do it until I'm not platinum or whatever the high, whatever the platinum is at that time. And you've been platinum or MPL for the last like 11 years. Oh yeah. So y'all really better, y'all, y'all better start happen. stepping up because it's yeah. getting embarrassing. I've had one foot you out the door sm- for five years and I'm still on the top, baby. So that's that is, what we, need. we need to step up so Brad can finally step down. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. All we got to do is just body Brad 
one season and then he is gone for good and standard is a much safer place for magic players. Honestly, that's it. For the last four years, I said, (laughs) I'm going to go to Wizards unless I get platinum and go to Worlds and I've done it each year. Now I'm saying the NPL. It's like, like people get on my level so I can get off it. (laughs) All right, fine, fine. Brad, just tell MPL that I'll accept your spot. You go work for Wizards and I will just, we'll just let you out of this easy, buddy. You know what? I know that that would be like very bad and we shouldn't allow that. Yeah. Um, but if I was allowed to do that mm-hmm. and you wouldn't get absolutely like roasted, roasted for it. Yeah. I would probably take that. Honestly. It's a blood oath though. I mean, honestly, since we're blood, you know, all we have to do is just take a knife down our hand, shake hands, and then you can do that. But That's we're half, th- we're half blood. So like, you'd only get like half MPL. Oh, uh, okay. So I'm a rival. Is that is Corey the is Corey the half blood prince or something? What's going yeah. on here? You guys <laughs> so are talking about wizards. MP? You guys are talking about half. Like you're talking about half bloods. I, I do not know if we're still on a magic podcast or now a Harry. Potter oh, oh, podcast. okay. So, so I do want to. I do want to like. I, I want to jump on a soapbox about wizards. But Brian, do you have anything quick uh, to say about your experience, or do you want to just riff off of my soapbox? I'll just say that uh, it was really cool that I got to do it, and I, I I really liked it. I think I have a foot a little further out the door than Brad, maybe. Um, where well, I, yeah, I mean, I would agree with you as I continue to still play and be involved with Magic. Well, BBD, yeah. would you say with a foot half out the door is something like Wizards a job you're thinking, or just trying to do something other than Magic? No, I, I would like to. I, I really enjoyed it, actually, a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah. And... Um, I, I would like to do that job, yeah. Oh, Dude, man. Okay. What kind of heinous flavor Texas would be around on Magic cards if BBD was in charge of making them? There would be uh, so many anus jokes. So, actually, the <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. You're not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're going to say, but you're not allowed to say it. Okay. I, I was just, okay, we, we went in, we were doing play design work. I, I, I believe we're allowed to say that. Yes. We and, should just read Sam's article that went up and that's our line, but whatever. Yeah, okay. We're, we were doing play design work and just on the, ve- like the first day or maybe it was the, I think it was the second day I like went to uh, the I person don't... who was running our, uh, running our group. And I said like, Hey, I, uh, instead of spending a couple hours doing tasks that you want me to do, I've actually decided to spend those hours instead <laughs> working on this really like creative writing offshoot thing that has no relevance to the current thing. And they were like, are you serious? And I was like, no, but, <laughs> but no, I, I, I think it would be cool to do, uh, to do like a, uh, yeah, you like garbage flavor text. I, I would never. Yeah. Wow. So that story I was, was hired, so pointless. BBD. I, compared I was, to the no, story. No, it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> I was. Well, I didn't know where he was going, and I thought he was going to go to one place that I knew he couldn't go. Good thing he didn't. Yeah, you well, were ready to shut him story, down at any moment. My story moment. would have been a lot better if I could actually say what it was. All right. Yes. Well, whenever this actually, set, whenever this set comes out in like three or four months or whatever with that you've been working on, please tell us all then on the cast. Dude, once it comes out, I will tell a lot of good stories because it was really fun and there's a lot of good fun stories from it. Yeah, um, Wizards of the Coast behind the blow. I will say <laughs> the one the one thing I will say that I don't think crossed the line is just that Brian would be great there. He was so good and much better than me. And I was really impressed with the work he did there. And I would love it if he was behind those doors. Magic mm. would, I, I would, I believe magic would be 
grateful to have him working behind wait, the scenes. Wait, wait, wait a minute, uh, Brad. I also want to you... say that I, I think you're selling yourself short, Brad. I, th- I think you also did a great job. Well, thank you, Brian. But wait, wait, wait. Are Brad, are you trying to keep BBD behind more doors? First yes. the basement, and now you're trying to keep him behind the doors at Watsy? What's that? As long as he's not in the same room as me, I am fine. Are you going to give him a kennel here at this point? or? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Everyone so, else has to go through red tape. I just have to go through walls and doors. Like. Okay, okay. I want a soapbox just for one second, because okay. the one thing I will say is from learning, from being back there and learning a little bit of their methods. Now, they've kept a lot of things shut off from us just to protect people integ like to competitive integrity yeah so we were we 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 while we worked in the 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 office we didn't like we had freedom to do what we wanted but at the same time they said do not do these things and they trusted us not to do these things and we didn't do these things yeah we didn't like, we didn't they didn't, we like we saw basically nothing but i just want to say that of the things we did see quit magic now Quit it right now. Do not continue to play magic. No, just sell kidding. every black card. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't want to say what's going to happen, but yeah. I'm seeing the color purple. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Invest in some purple. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Wow. Don't. Uh, <laughs> don't you do anything with color. We're just pur- making jokes. You know, if we get a six color that is purple, like you guys are straight. You know, NDA fired. I don't know how that works. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> well, um, no, but like. So my soapbox is just that while working there, um, and I didn't explain that well. It was just that, like, they wanted to keep competitive integrity um, to a maximum. And by doing so, well, we got a very good look into how things operate. It was very intimate. And we didn't, um, like, our team was six people. It, we weren't just in the middle of play design because they were keeping us away from things that would potentially corrupt the future of our MPL. Yeah, and I mean, right. you want to oh. be able to play tournaments, you know, since you're both an MPL. Exactly. If you know the right info about the coming sets, you're not allowed to the, play the, in tournaments. So. The problem is, Brad, is they might have corrupted our future in the MPL. Wow. Because I don't, I, I, I might just want to work for them now. Oh, so that's that. 100%. I agree with that. That they have. <laughs> might have corrupted my competitive integrity. <laughs> oh, yeah, by doing that for sure. But the one thing I'll say is now getting behind the doors, I, I even like double down on the, the rage that like, you know, any person that says like they're incompetent and they don't know what they're doing. Like that, what, what I learned is that shit is hard. And they are very organized and disciplined, and they work very hard. Everyone works so hard. Yeah, it was actually mm-hmm. impressive. It was it was impressive to me how organized their system is. That I'm going to then turn and use some of that for my own organizational skills, and also in the way that like I want like the MTG Melee Discord to interact. <coughs> I'm going to implement just some of their like work ethic and organizational foundations into the stuff that i'm going to do wait nice. a second still their intellectual M- property nice M- mtg <laughs> melee discord what's mtg melee oh well i'm so glad that you asked what's Brian. a discord yeah all right i'm so glad you <laughs> I'm asked so unhappy that Corey asked that but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right so so um for those of you who don't know mtg melee is tournament software that i uh am working for, and also, I'm probably signing the paperwork to be part owner here. Um, oh. Yeah. And so it, it was designed by uh, Jason Flatford and Steve Port and I have been working on it. I'm actually, after I'm done with this podcast, going to work on it. My first YouTube how-to video. And I'm oh. going to have to, like, make a how-to video, like, how to register for a tournament and use all the stuff. 
But first, so, you need a how-to of how to make YouTube videos. I have the, you. You laugh, but I have a link for that on YouTube right now. <laughs> like <laughs> they grow up so fast. Yeah, and uh, well, you know, he's he, we're buying him groceries at this point. So, dude, I mean, oh I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll let you know. Here, here it is. I'm, I, I'm, uh, I'm going to read you a little excerpt from the script I'm writing. Oh, let's hear it real quick. All right, all right, great. Now you're ready to pick a tournament to play in. This can be done on a on the home screen where you'll be able to scroll down to see what upcoming events are available. Below them, there's an event calendar to make it even easier uh, to see how your schedule lines up with upcoming events. I should clean that up a little bit. <laughs> if you see a tournament you think you're interested in, just click on them to learn more details. Keep in mind that tournaments held on MTG Melee are run by outside tournament organizers. This means that events can be open to the public, invite only, require Twitch or Patreon subscriptions, or have cash entry. That's all decided by the tournament organizer. Can I can I can I issue an edit on that? Yeah, I mean I would love you to help me with it. When you say cash only, could you say cash money? <laughs> cash, cash money. <laughs> These cash monies. Can I say that uh, that no, sounds I pretty won't. professional. I like it. I like it. it is, and it. honestly, you know, I mean the uh getting Wait, the... I should still explain what melee is. Okay. We've we've like <laughs> we're 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 like we're like Brian with that one show where it's like, I'm going to start the show in season three. <laughs> yeah, The Expanse started The Expanse yeah. in season three. Thanks, Amazon Prime, for having season three be the thing that you started me on. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, I accidentally started Game of Thrones by watching the season one finale instead of the first episode of the season one. I'm like, what the hell is going on in this show? <laughs> yeah, Amber's first episode of that was the finale of season three because we had a party to watch it. Yeah. But anyway, so MTG <laughs> Melee is tournament software. My first uh, episode was the books, you heathens. Wow, anyway, good for you. Sorry, continue. <laughs> Sick I can read, Bragg. Yeah. So so MTG Melee is tournament uh, software, and it, it effectively just allows us to play in arena or Magic Online tournaments from home. Now, Melee does not create the own, or we might run a tournament series in the future, but we are not the tournament organizer. What we do is onboard tournament organizers to run events on our platform. So, and I kind of just explained that yeah. in, in my little excerpt that I re read off. So we are in the process of onboarding tournament organizers. And I just played in my first tournament that Pascal Maynard and the Mythic Society just ran. Today was, today was our actual first event not run by us. That's mm. what I've been saying. It's yeah. our first event not run by us, which is a good thing. Yeah. And, and oh, sorry. Go so ahead. how did it go? I'm curious to see to hear how it went. It's still uh, going, right? No, the tournament's over. It was six rounds. Um, the I mean, it went really well. A lot of people liked it. A lot of people would play it again, but we knew that it's really, really good. Like, um, I've used other tournament um, software in the past for other events, and it's I'm not gonna I don't want to name names, but it's garbage. Oh yeah, and it's really unintuitive. And all of that. And that's, I came in many months ago with Jason and helped him try to make the system intuitive. Now, I didn't design the code and code any of this. It wasn't even my initial idea. The reason that he even thought to come to me is I brought him an idea that's going to be in like our phase two. I'm going to be starting to do something really cool at the website. Not going to talk about it yet. But um, so I came in on the ground floor with him and helped him like you know, do tests like, hey, do this random thing to see if it works. That bugs, check the code, do that. I pretty much was just like having someone there to test something on my end. But then I would give, you know, when we're building all the things, I'm like, I don't like this here. This isn't how a player thinks kind of stuff. 
And then as we kept going, we built it up. And um, now it's just a tournament software that you enter a tournament. When the round starts, it, you'll hear a ding. You'll know it'll indicate that the tournament starts. Um, if it's open deck list, the deck list and a chat to your opponent are just on the website. Their battle tag is there just to click and paste over. It's really intuitive and easy and makes playing a magic tournament on arena like as easy as you could possibly think it can be. Yeah. And I mean, I've only played one and I have interest in uh, like I've talked to Brad uh, behind uh, closed doors. I've had interest in trying to do like, uh, a BCW uh, battle or something on there. A bunch of different ideas. But either way, I think the smooth list of the of the platform has to be really good. And it for sure was when I played it the one time like. Yeah. You know, I, I ran off the same tournaments that you're describing that you don't want to name names off of. And, you know, it is really clunky. Or if you have to be in Discord and and message the person and be like, hey, what's your arena tag? Copy and paste it over. You know, there's so much into that that it's so nice to be able to have it pop up there. And the chat where you can't normally do that on arena was kind of the big selling point for me. Oh, the, the chat just being like I accidentally went to tournament mode or something is like so yeah. useful just there like your opponent. You just have one chat function, and it's always whoever your opponent is. Yeah. Well, you have one to the tournament organizer, but like the the player chat is just always who your next opponent is, and that just being there to be a buffer of some when you're like connecting wrong and just chat is really mm -hmm. nice, or just being able to say good games to your opponent and just being a little social. I've really liked that aspect more than I thought I would. Um, yeah. But at the end of the day, um, the the truth of the matter is this is kind of blowing up faster than we thought it was going to and um like quicker and people the interest people are showing in it is faster but one of those might it, it might be because of you know corona yeah like we were ready to launch this around this time but now that people are at home there's like an actual need and there's a lot of stores that are interested in trying to run events through us mm -hmm. um, and there's a lot of people that want to support their stores through us so the amount of tournament organizers at our door right now is way more than we thought and to be able to hold this up, like Jason is behind the doors trying, you know, behind closed doors, like having to ramp this up. Like we are like. You're going in, from nothing to a lot <laughs> real quick. We, we, we thought we were going to start a crawl into a walk. And, and right now we're in a dead sprint. Like we're yeah. in an actual dead sprint doing as much as we can. Like um we thought we were going to be able to be way more hands-on with everyone, but there's not enough man hours in the day. So we're, you know, starting to make how-to videos and um, it's, it's crazy. But like for, for all you have to know from outside is I'm involved in this. It's um, my new project and I love it. And I'm really ambitious about it. And if you're interested in playing tournaments from home, make an account on, on MTG Melee, try an event. Um, you know, if you like it, talk about it on social media, spread the word. Um, we're going to be doing our best to ramp this up. And if you try it and there's a little leg issues with like chat or something, it's because we were not prepared for this many people to be using it this early. Sure. Hey, Brad, I got one question for it though. Um, since a lot of people are like streaming lately and they're looking to stream, you know, maybe, maybe play in these events and do some streaming kind of like fandom, kind of a whole that I think a lot of people like to do and like to watch. Is there any way to like stream the event or like easy access to transfer two streams within it or? Well, I don't know what you mean by that. Um, but so the, the Intel, Intel arena actually gets a, um, 
a what's it called? A what's the thing where spectator mode is? That yes, that's what I'm talking about. Until Arena gets spectator mode, the only way to run a tournament with coverage would be to have all the players stream the event. Yeah, and and we do have it built into our system where, like, if say I'm in a tournament and I'm streaming it, and I, you know, and you can go to MTG Melee, see who's in the events, and click on their profile. It'll go to the profile, and if that person has their Twitch linked, you can see my stream within my profile page. But like on on melee or on melee, yeah. Oh, and so if like for this, for example, this weekend um, on Saturday, I'm just gonna go pull it up so I get all the branding correctly. I'm participating in a tournament built in by uh, one of our fan favorites from chat, Scooter. It's, oh yeah, for it's odd things, right? Yeah, yeah, it's MTG for charity. Um, Scooter has organized it. Um, Todd is doing coverage on his personal channel, but 16 of us are going to play in a charity uh, streamer event to try to raise money for, I believe, uh, Direct Relief. Yes, yeah. Direct Relief. And I just like built in, I helped Scooter with like trying to figure out Tiltify um, for donations and all that. I still need to know how to put it onto my screen so if people donate, they get notifications and I can, you know, praise them for their contributions. But um, for this example, if you just want to go to MTG Melee to see how the tournament's going, if you click on any of those people's profiles while the tournament's going and they're still streaming, you'll just be able to see their stream there. Now you can, oh, of course, Oh, yeah, click that's what Twitch. I was hoping there was something like that because that seems like a sweet feature to me. Yeah, I mean, that's just a social feature um, for that. But, like, for the most part, like, social... We want to build more social things into it. Like, eventually we'll want the ability to have, like, a team... If you have a team, you put your name beside the team. But like, literally, we're at can the you, starting point. Can you right? add like a top eight We just eight built list? the circle, and and we have to we have to build build onto it. And can you, already the demand is more than I could ever imagine. I can't even believe it. Like for example, um, like uh, Pascal with the Mythic Society has been running events for a long time, and this this tournament that they just ran was for two hundred dollars in store credit and had more entries in it than any of their tournaments before that gave away $1,000. Wow. Just because yeah. of the platform, huh? Uh, well, platform or people are at home or more exposure because we were yeah. we were promoting it. Whatever the combination is, the, the fact remains that there was just more people in it. Ballin'. I'm going to say, though, if you, if you guys want more social features, I, I really suggest a top eight list where you have a list of your top eight friends on MTG Melee. <laughs> and, and then when you automatic when you sign up at first like you could just have an auto friend like if somebody signs up they don't have any friends start but, them with but, one but Tom. We, yeah yeah well I, I i could get tom might want to be everyone's friend but also i just don't see how this is going to work if it's not built around music oh okay like yeah or maybe this is a platform where we at you know we just find people who have have the, their favorite magic players but I don't think that's going to work. So, so you know, it, it it's music. You it just completely lost me. I'm I'm going to be honest with you here. Don't ever invite me back on this podcast. <laughs> why is that? <laughs> I feel betrayed. I do. Well, why so? Corey and Brad are having conversations behind closed doors. Brad's having conversations <laughs> with Jason Flafford behind closed doors. I thought I was the expert about behind yeah, closed he's doors. He's trying to put you You're behind another me. door. You're right, he's, Brad. What have we have we turned on our are, good friend Brian? You guys are bringing me in to be the expert on behind closed doors social distancing, behind closed doors 
just in general. And we and left I, I feel you like behind under, the door. I, I feel oh. like I'm being undercut, and I, I don't like it. I, I feel a little All right, afraid. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wow. I'm sorry. wow. My deepest right. apologies to you, Brian. You know, I, I accept your apology, and maybe I'll be back on another time. Uh, I'll have to see if I can cool down a little bit. Okay, All right. Well, okay. before 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 we have you go, um, <laughs> just just go make your MTG melee account. Um, <laughs> yeah, at, at least, least, get, at least get some value. Does, or y'all can watch my video once I upload it, like probably on Friday once I make it. Does, do the account that I made for that very first event? Do I still have that account? Yeah, for, for sure. Oh, I don't. Oh, I don't sweet. think. I don't think we deleted the initial accounts. He might have for some reason, but I don't think so. We might have yeah, deleted yours because you did so badly. I remember <laughs> yeah. you played Esper Hero, so. Hey, I think I, I won at least one match. Maybe <laughs> two matches. No, no, Corey and Brian both uh, helped in the alpha events. And Ooh, I did. Honestly, I won two matches because I beat Eric yeah. in the mirror in the last you guys round. Played, you guys mm-hmm. played the first alpha, though, which the website looks completely different since then. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, it, it it was funny. It was actually, I'll just tell this. because Well, I then I have to really... take that back. I can't say it was a very good uh, tournament because that's what I played and you just said it's different. So now I don't even know. Well, it's just better. Oh, okay, okay. All it's right. just strictly better. <laughs> um, like I had a lot of co- I had a lot of complaints about the very first system, so I'm happy to hear that it is better. I not that I think I I imagine that it's great. I just want to say the original had a lot of things that could be improved, and it seems like you've improved those things. So yeah, and and um, you might yeah I I would like you to just play in some kind of event here soon if you would. I think I am going to organize an event, Bradley. But it sounds like you maybe don't have any room for new tournaments right now. You guys got too well, many. Yeah, we're we're kind of choked on just being able to bring in new tournament orga- organizers until we get some of the stuff ready. So well, good. I I'm, pro- I'm going to procrastinate. So <laughs> oh yeah, I mean it, it could take up to ten days before we could get to you, or they, they could get to you. I mean, I could try to get you to the front of the line, but like, I mean, I'm not gonna. I don't want to. I don't want to say insider things. insider treatment here. Well, that, I'm not gonna do that because like they are they are talking to some big dogs in the esports world already. I was shocked. I was. Shocked, but there you might mean be dog dog the po- the popular streamer for magic. What dog dog? Have you guys never seen dog dog stream every once in a while? No. Oh, it's just a streamer name. Bad joke, but you said big dogs. There's a streamer named dog dog who has played magic every once in a while. Sorry. Oh, Corey, I mean, that was that was a rough response to your joke. <laughs> we we have within the first day of going loud. We already have two days now. We already have a few esports orgs interested in us. Oh. I don't know for what. It might just be due diligence, right? I don't know why. And I'm not going to speculate. Um, I'm I'm just, or like get super excited. But that's just crazy to me that, that we have, you know. Yeah, like, I think it's absolutely crazy that you not only have dogs that want in, in your pocket, it. but you also have orcs. Like what's next, people? This is getting way too World of Warcrafty. What kind of orcs are they? Are they the kind that are looking for fresh meat, or are they the kind that are are they your the Urukai? You know the fighting. All right, orcs of all right. Or is it like so, Game of Thrones, where it's like those dogs are like the wolf dogs that the kid can control, or like what are we talking here? Yeah. All right. So all right, I think the everyone next, <laughs> on to the think, next topic, which is I think uh, I no no no. I honestly think that you know we've been going for. For about an hour, and I feel like the boys need uh, a little recess time. Yeah, uh, and uh, they need to get some fresh air with some social distancing. But um, I mean, I'm cool with closing it up a little early this week. 
Um, I just want to throw out a few plugs. Interesting, because the last section on our topic was World of Warcraft, and you're skipping that. <laughs> you're skipping Brian's only bit. Okay, okay. You're <laughs> skipping Brian's only bit, Bradley. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, I, I wrote up an entire thesis paper on why Edwin Van Cleef's the good guy, not the bad guy. And I'm left in the dark. Ah, my life. It's uh, Brian. Give us you, one minute of it. I'm suffering and I'm suffering in, in vain. Dude, no, 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 no. Actually, I want one story about World of Warcraft, Brian. Okay, all right. I want you to tell. No, I, I have a specific one. Okay, if yeah. I if I can ask if I can ask for for on request. Hit um, me with it. Instead of you know actually playing the real stock market that's in shambles right now, oh, yeah, you play a different type of of uh star market and i'd love you to tell me the world of warcraft story about you and the marketplace <laughs> well i reached a new low <laughs> the other week i got my hands in a lot of markets on the auction house and uh so there's an auction house where you can place items up there for various prices you, you can put it up for an initial bid and a buyout price somebody can either bid on it in which case, after the auction ends, if they are the highest bidder, they get the item. Or you can just buy it out for its auction, to, like its high price, if you want the item immediately. Now, I don't I got want to my... interject. I'm sorry to interject real quick. Yeah. Just for people at home, I don't know how important this is, but this is WoW Classic. Yeah, this is. I'm playing on WoW Classic. That's right. Not. not don't know not if the... that's relevant. It is relevant. Yeah, I don't know okay. what the auction house looks like in the real game anymore. <laughs> uh, I'm playing the fake game. <laughs> I'm playing the fake <laughs> version of a game. And the fake stock market of the fake the, game. Okay, that's go right. On. Yeah, I'm, go on. I reached a new low the other day because I got my hands in a lot of markets, <laughs> and I, I started to dip into the Green Hills of Stranglethorn market. Now, this is just a quest item for a very specific zone. It's not even like most of the items that I'm using are you know like they're like general purpose items that you use for a lot of different things so people there's a high supply and demand for them so there's there's room to make to make things i i'm i'm getting down to the nitty-gritty can of, i can i compare can i compare to something to, yes. to try to explain to everyone yeah it's like if you go to like a grand prix or mythic uh a, a, a mythic fest or whatever they're called yes um, magic fest and and your bag like you get a coupon for 10 percent off for that weekend for some store. Right. It's like it's can only it's an item that can only be used specifically in one way. Yeah. I this item can only be used for one quest in one zone and I've <laughs> I've <laughs> just begun <laughs> buying them low and selling them high. I I actually feel like guilty about it. I feel like I like there's people who are leveling and I'm like I'm really uh I'm gouging them on this uh, on this item, but, wow. <laughs> but then I remember that it's a game and it's just fake gold, so I don't feel quite as bad about it. But still, uh, yeah, I've, I've 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 sunk to some depths I previously thought I couldn't sink to, and I believe that there are depths even lower that I can still reach. And I'm excited. Wow! About it. Wow! So, so just, you are you are scamming people on a digital platform now? I'm not scamming just, people. He's, he's invested. He's just playing the market in a fake game in a very yeah. fringe way to I'm make a, a minuscule amount of value in a game. That's right. Where the I'm currency abusing, does not translate to real life. I'm abusing okay. the free market nature of World of Warcraft. I'm, I'm, it's capitalism at its finest. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. It's like it's like <laughs> grinding for levels in a video game, but it's not even fun. 
Oh, it's fun. <laughs> oh, it is. It is a delight. Speaking of video games, Bradley, are you excited for the remake of Final Fantasy VII as much as I am? Oh yeah, dude. I I, I played the <laughs> demo and now I can't wait. But I'm I'm so tilted. It's not the full game. You know that, right? No, I didn't. Yeah, I I, I have to break it to you. This is what it is a full game's worth of content, but okay. the story only gets you out of Midgar. So no you know way. the big city at the beginning. Yeah, it the 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 story ends there before you get to the open world. Are they going to just do a part two, I imagine? They, the game has more content and more games will come out, game or games. I do not know. Yeah. But the, this has extra content, so it's not just what we want. But, like, Midgar is huge, and that's a huge part of the game. Yeah. So the game is going to be long, but we're not going to get the ultimate showdown like we did in... You know, like, we're not going to battle Sephiroth until the next game comes out in, like, three years. Aw, well, still, it's, it's going to be fun. It's a big letdown for me, too, but... This game is, they they lengthened it and the story. So um, this game is just longer. So okay. I, I don't know how many hours of gameplay we'll get out of it. Um, I'm hoping for at least, you know, 40, but that's yeah. probably a little too high. Yeah, because if anybody who doesn't know what FF Freak or FF Freak's Little Bro stands for, it is indeed Final Fantasy Freak. Well, we, FF uh, Freak stands for, F, for Final Fantasy. FF Freak's Little Bro stands, stands for perjury. No, 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 no. I, Brad, I've been mooching Is up your brand the right my word? entire life. I don't think so. Maybe mooching? Maybe mooching off your name? Does that? That's probably right. Are you, identity uh, theft. It's identity theft. I was not identity thieving you. <laughs> <laughs> it's likeness at best. Sounds no, like I, he's I using the is. free market of names. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was using the free market of Magic Online to name my character whatever I wanted. I just chose FF Freaked Little Bro. I've retired it. I am now a Festy fan. Okay, so I mean, we, we've made it over the dark times. I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. Oh, Brad, take fuck. us home. <laughs> yeah, all right. I'm looking forward to Final Fantasy. Again, everyone, um, I can't stress this enough. To the, these times are really uh, uncertain and we don't know what's going to happen in the near future. So please, please, please make an account with MTG Melee. Wow. No, I'm kidding. I just, I thought I'd get a laugh. No, please, please stay safe and stay smart about this. And uh, if you have anyone in your family, like I know of somebody that's not my family, but it's a close friend that their sister has a sick mom and has still been going out and stuff like that. And like, these are just risks that some people might not want to take it seriously. And if you do have conversations with people, try to keep everyone, you know, safe and help them as much as you can. Um, this is a, uh, this is a time that we don't know how much help we're going to be getting from. And also one of the things about this too is, is like, if, if, our efforts of staying home and quarantining and all that stuff, if those efforts are successful, it will seem as though they were unnecessary. Yep. Yep. And and, I, I, and, and so that's, but, but the alternative alternative of if we assume they're unnecessary from the start and just don't follow them, things could get really bad. So I I'd rather, I'd rather people after the fact say, Oh, it was so overblown. Everyone's making a big deal out of nothing. Um, when in reality it was people's like coordinated efforts that helped stop that. Yeah. I'd rather have that outcome than everyone's like you know tons of people are dead and the, and like all this all all this stuff is in shambles. 
Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping for not that outcome, but yeah, I just, that, that is one thing too. It's just, just because it's, it's, it's like the survivorship bias thing too. It's like, just because something didn't seem like the, it was a bad thing after the fact that that could either be that it wasn't a bad thing or it could be that preventative it was handled measures, correctly. Yeah. Yeah. Measures actually worked against it. Like, yeah. And this is a situation y'all where we do not want to know I mean, we want to just do it and, uh, you know, practice social distancing because, you know, if we do not want to see the consequences that maybe other countries are facing right now that maybe didn't have the advantage that we have. We got to see kind of what it was doing to other countries firsthand and know that we need to avoid what's happening there. And I mean, if the one thing we can do is stay home to help a lot of people live, I mean, that let's do it, y'all. Play some All video right. games. Yep, and that, that and that's great. And social distancing is supposed to help not keep everyone from eventually getting sick, but keeping people from getting sick now, mm-hmm. so that we don't overflow all the hospitals and everyone that needs help can get help. And you know, but there's some if you want to look at it too, like there's some selfishness built into it too. If I'm going to get this, I would much rather me and my loved ones get it after we have more information on it. Yeah, or cure, you know, cures have been developed. Or, yes. You know, yeah. yeah. Um, but if we all get it now, there's less of that. There's less organization. Hospitals get overflown, over flooded, and they don't have the resources to take care of everyone. Yeah, that's you have deaths because of malpractice at that point too, because they just cannot help everybody. Not well, that's, that's not a, malpractice. Well, not malpractice. Oh, yeah, that's probably a bad word. But you know, just lack of attention that can be paid to each. Uh, They're just each overwhelmed. Person. Yeah, yeah, just overwhelmed. overwhelmed. Yeah, they don't have enough. Um, resources to help everyone but yeah, yeah so anyway i hope everyone's staying safe i hope that uh you know we're not you know we'll like Corey said earlier we're going to try to bring a lot of fun i'm going to be streaming a little bit more Corey's also streaming and we're doing content as much as we can and if you need a distraction and want to play in tournaments uh there's a new outlet and go check out mtg melee um and find brian in the stock market on world of warcraft classic and don't oh, trust yeah. anything he's selling he's trying to get you okay Oh, oh I, have, I have fair and reasonable prices on all my products, Corey. Get out of wow, here with that wow. <laughs> Fair and reasonable. That's the name of the game. And, and we, we're we about to get to our favorite part of the show, but I want to assure everybody that all of these cast and crew members are working remotely at this point. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes, we don't have anyone on staff here at the moment. <laughs> they all work from home to make sure that this product <laughs> yeah. is great. And, and I want to be clear that we're we're still paying them during this. I mean, they're still paying us during this period yes. of time too. So. In this trying time, yeah. we're still forcing them to pay us. We're not forcing yeah. them. You don't us. know how BBD's hairstylist is actually doing it remotely, but it's impressive. Okay. Brian, Brian, technically, technically, he, he, we are forcing. He them made to pay. he made a YouTube help video that I've been watching. So. Oh, oh really? that's nice. <laughs> so, but Brian, technically, we are forcing them to pay us because if they don't pay us, we will fire them. That mm. is true. Yes. <laughs> wow. 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 We're that bad employees right now. Way. Yeah, oh, it's wow. so when you say it out accurate. loud. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we need to get some of our data analyzed immediately. <laughs> All right. Well, if we need our data analyzed, we're going to stop up with Alex Arnaldi, our data analyst, who is uh, really compounding all the data to find out exactly what percentage of uselessness this episode was. High yeah. percentage. Uh, one High percentage. one thing. Uh, one thing not use not useless though is uh, EJ Ren's job of Corey's down player. 
Um, oh, yes, of course. So, so now you might ask yourself what a down player is. You might, what, yeah. What it is is some people need uh, an up player to motivate them behind. You know, for example, if I say, like, I'm really good at magic, then I could have Corey as my, you know, my Yeah, be like, man. he's the shit, bah, bah, bah. Yeah, but yeah. Corey already talks like that, so you need yeah. someone to, you know, mellow him out a little. Brad's been doing it his whole life, but he's sick of the job, so we had to outsource to EJ Ren. It so. is challenging. I've been mm. trying to get a medium player for a long time. Just <laughs> somebody to just be really medium about stuff, to, to like, I don't know, medium play things for me. <laughs> that was quite the medium joke, Brian. Oh, it was actually a, a that's probably a an up play on that joke. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> all right, we, we also have uh, Paul... Kacharovsky? Question mark? No, we I think we pronounced... nailed it last week. Yeah. Oh, we were. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Last we, week we've was never pronounced CZ his episode. name right, and we never will. But we'll try yeah. it anyways. He is BBD's wall staring photographer. He catches me in the act, and I want to say, for what it's worth, that I've been staring at this wall a lot in the last week, and I, I'm, ta- I mean that very literally. I, I'm starting to memorize the contours of it. This wall in the basement. So, uh, Paul, get on it. That's a great place to go. Unfortunately, the lighting in the basement's real bad. So, do you know what's really sad, though, for everyone, if you want to hear this null truth, if you're still listening? Paul's content in our Discord is just kind of better than ours. It's funnier. Oh, God. It's it's so good. good. It's so good. (laughs) We are not even going to spoil it. That's part of the appeal of coming into the Discord, if not all the appeal is Paul's content. The appeal of joining our Discord is other Discord members' content. Yeah. 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 It's (laughs) it's good. But you mentioned some lighting, BBD. Who who is in charge of such a job? Uh, Thomas Leobel. Yeah. he's, he's, He's the wall steering stager and lighter. Uh, you got to have someone to take the picture, but you got to have someone to set the stage as it were, and also make sure that the lighting is good for the photo. Two separate jobs that require two very talented individuals to perform. Very smart. Next on the cast and crew, we got Spoon Tongue, and that is BBD's hairstylist. You know, I mean, BBD is going to practice social distancing, so he is going to be staying away from people and showers so somebody's really got to, uh, you know, make sure he's still being held, con- you know, held up. <laughs> now, our special <laughs> guest screener is David Watt. And now, when I came to David about this episode, I was like, David, we really need a socially distant distance specialist. You know, we want to bring the best information possible. And he's like, well, you know what, Brad? I think I know of a guy, but some say he's a myth. Some <laughs> say they haven't seen him in years. Yeah, uh, we had to track down contact information. It took a long time, but David was on the job, and luckily found you, Brian. And uh, I, I, we would be forever lost without the, you know, this moment in time. Yeah, yeah I want to say David did a lot of work there because you were like, "Hey, we need somebody who's an expert on social distancing," and David's like, "I'll reach out to such a person," and then he got no response. Yes, and that's when he knew. Repeatedly, yeah, that's when he knew that was the person that you wanted. (laughs) It's really a catch twenty two. How he got it's like a riddle built into that. It is. Yeah, you want what you cannot contact. Mm. (laughs) All right, next up we got Victor Beauchamp, and he is our executive producer. You know, we still got to do our bro stuff around here, even if we're locked in. But 
A lot of uh, shipping of Jager bombs <coughs> to our house instead of on site. I, I want you to stop. We can we can bro down without Jagermeister now. Like, like yeah, sip on a still an option. I mean, I mean, on. I mean, we could also just enjoy a nice cold Corona. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah. Modelo is way better. <laughs> <laughs> our next person is uh, Symbol. This is our executive waste management operator. We're all working from home, so Symbol is flying and doing a lot of work managing our waste. Yeah. Why? He's, no, Symbol's not flying. Symbol's working from home. Yes. Oh yeah, he's dang managing it. our waste from his from the comfort of his own home. Wait a minute, who is this guy that came into my house then and managed my waste? Oh, that must have been Simbu Simbaiul. Yeah. I don't know if you know this, but waste management is from our our word vomit, not yeah. not, not actual waste. <laughs> also simple. On this podcast, I job. never know if it's coming out the front end or the back end, either when we're talking or whatever BBD does. All right. So next our, our VP of video operations is Rabbit Chicken. And and one thing, Rabbit, when you go through this episode, um, <clears throat> You can pick whatever meme you want for the one that I showed them. Mine wasn't even that good. So uh, <laughs> you can pick any video for, for, I don't really care. Any meme, any meme. Very nice. Next up, we got Jer Majeldi, and he is the assistant to the assistant regional manager, of course. So climbing that, climbing, climbing, climbing that, le- oh, it is? Oh, I don't even, I'll just end it here then. I. Yeah. It's, it's so bad. Yeah. I'll pick up where he left off. We got Sultan Abbasi, <laughs> our heavy editor. Uh, not to be confused with the actual editor. Sultan does the heavy lifting. Uh, more and more, as of late, our episodes have required a heavy editor. We might even have to get a like, a, like a double heavy editor in there. Double duty. <laughs> yeah, we're getting things are getting crazy. So yeah. All right. So Pierre Vendelbo is our team sports psychologist, but I do have to say that we probably need Pierre to pick a new uh, profession, as that inside joke or that joke is just you know getting a little dated. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's not that's as okay. funny anymore. If we need somebody who can uh, make changes like that, it's Time Ghoul. Time Ghoul, straight a manager, you know. He's just the manager, yeah. Just the manager, no, yeah. No frills there. Uh, really fired up about our last employee, <laughs> oh, Eric yeah. Nall, the dumpster. Uh, we don't know what he does. We just know we're behind him 100% of the way. So, well, that's all. It, yeah. Uh, yeah, we, I, I I like keeping the the job nebulous. Like we could try to define it and put it in a box, but you can't really put Eric Nall in a box, right? No, yeah, he's doing a disservice to that. Yeah, <laughs> Eric is the box. You can't put him in one. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everyone. Thank you so much for being on our cast and crew, and thank you to all our listeners for this week. We truly appreciate it. I hope that you are staying safe and all your family is healthy and um, was going to get through this. Again, by next week, I mean, this last week was already a roller coaster, so who knows what information we'll have by next week. Um, but uh, if, if anything changes, we will be here next week to talk about it. Uh, and until then, this is the Bachelors Podcast, and Corey and I are signing out. And Brian, you can go back to the depths you came from. <laughs> Bye-bye, Rock Depths. <laughs>